Well, hi, everybody. Welcome back. I hope everyone had a good Mother's Day weekend as we took last Sunday. Uh, uh oh, I think I might have clipped something there. Hold on. <laughs> uh oh. Oh, you're muted. Oh, you're muted. <laughs> it's funny when your phone comes out and then you have to put it in and auto mutes you. That's really weird. <laughs> Strange. But I hope everyone had a great Mother's Day. I had an excellent Mother's Day. I spoiled. I don't necessarily celebrate Mother's Day from my paternal perspective, but uh, it is all the moms in my orbit that we celebrated their Mother's Day on Sunday, which was mostly swimming, barbecue, and uh, being generally kind of silly and, you know, enjoying the time off. So I hope everyone else was equally as successful uh, with their time off. And per yeah. usual, after skipping a Sunday, we'll go back a little bit. We'll, because a lot, we are celebrating session 36, if you can yeah. believe that. Um, uh, unfortunately, Winter had to take a shift tonight, so she will not be joining us. But we'll... <laughs> Do our best to keep her elf alive. safe. Uh, well, safe and alive, I guess, are two separate hopes, two separate dreams. Because um, we, we are left, inside a volcano. Yeah, we did leave. Well, not a traditional sense of a volcano, but definitely yeah. in the volcanic depths or the volcanic fields. She's um, also in free fall at the moment. So well, yeah, I was going to say there was... Um, once the team had made it to the ridge and um, kind of listened in on a ceremony of fire giants that transpired down in the volcanic fields and witnessed the evolution or the conjuration of something that was taken away and into the deep depths of the volcanic um, field itself, the team decided to take their most stable and most reliable individual of the party and turn them into their transportation as they turn Puck into a giant rock. (laughs) (laughs) Which afforded you a quicker way across the volcanic fields. Unfortunately, during that journey, there was an area of the Vale that a creature began to float out of and pursue the team. And this particular creature, the shale shrike that you guys encountered, decided to make a run for it. Unfortunately, on the back of the shale shrike is Spot. Um, it made it to the edge of the veiled incursion, struck the edge of the rift, tumbling head over heels with Spot on its back until you lose sight of it in the mist. Currently, Puck the Rock, Earthen, Xanath, and Winter are on the back of Puck as you watch this happen. No I think sign uh, of spot. she took off after she took off after it, right? Like that. Uh, she was. She it, it, was the, pers- it was the like hunter's instinct, like. Rah! Yeah, she started to yeah. pursue it, but you guys haven't crossed over into the veil yet. Ah. At this point, at the speed that Puck is following, you've got maybe less than two or three minutes so you cross over that edge of the veil. And making your make your way into the mist and ash that you watch spot and the creature disappear into. Um no chance of slowing her down, is there? I don't think I don't think so. She's falling full speed. 
I mean, she's falling slower than Puck can fly, though, right? Yeah, I mean, she—it's controlled descent. Mm. It's definitely a controlled descent. <sighs> Trying to, how can? Hmm. Hmm. I've just realized that as the person with these talk to animals power, um, this was maybe this could have been planned better on my end. <laughs> I mean, I have like okay animal handling, but Same. that it hasn't that worked so far. I would look; it hasn't worked at all. Like <laughs> minus four for intelligence is like, rough. Yeah. Well, should should one of us fly and try and catch Winter or? Do we think Puck will just realize Winter's falling and go get her? Th- and meanwhile, uh, we've got the. Oh, I thought Winter had jumped. Are we saying she? Are we retconning that she had not jumped? Oh no, she had jumped. Oh, so yeah, at okay. this point, um, Puck is pursuing both an interception of Winter, as well as coming up on the ridge, like the ridge line of the, the Misted Vale. Does that mean like the top of where the mist sits? Yeah, or? like okay. where it burbles at the edge of it. You still can't quite see into it, other than when you saw the shale shrike pursue through it with um, uh, with Spot still on its back. But unfortunately, Winter was unable to grab on and is falling the remainder of the few hundred feet while Puck is like dive bombing towards Winter and the edge of the veil at the same time. What are the odds that the ground is like two feet behind that cloud and we just go splat? Yeah, I wouldn't think it's more than like 50 feet, right? Yeah. Uh, hmm. <laughs> uh, hang on. Let me. <sighs> how far behind the, the rock is she currently or how, how close is she? I'm sorry, not to the rock, the, the smoke piece that I'm on. <laughs> Uh, you have zero visibility at this point, Spot. Okay. And Spot's just sort um, of tumbling down with the the Shrike, right? You've lost track of the Shrike. The last you saw, he had tumbled into the dark kind of misted veil with the Shrike. Okay. And now you're either going to take a chance here to snatch up Winter, control the descent into the veil, or possibly land outside of it. You're not entirely sure. But at this point... Okay, I would have lost visuals of spot. Well, I'm gonna try and at least cat get one of our party back together, and I'm gonna use like minor illusion and try and just create sparks and flashes around, because I at this point I can still see winter, right? Yes, she's falling a f- with the speed. Well, Puck, go ahead and give me, go ahead and give me acrobatics. And I'm going to try, like, my point is to try and just, like, draw attention to winter, you know, by throwing, like, sounds and flashes over in the direction where she is. Okay. Um, I can't find acrobatics in the rocks information. Uh, what's this dex? Yeah, you can just go off uh, dexterity. Okay, that's, that's, why that's not bad. Okay, 17. Yeah, you managed to bank in such a way that as you avoid the illusionary lights that that something, like, you're not sure why these featherless creatures on your back continue to ride, but it, 
you kind of balance it out with the fact that they haven't hurt you yet. So maybe they're not bad things, whatever they might be. You see one of the featherless creatures falling, so you just assume they're probably not very smart. So it acts like any baby bird, it just accidentally <laughs> fell off your back. So you kind of bank down, and with, with your talons in your wing, you kind of course over to where Winter is, and give her the ability to like latch onto one of your wings just as you come to the like right into the volcanic field itself kind of landing um outside of the jagged edge of the ridge but winter's recovered you guys have landed there's boiling mist and ash coming up out in front of you by about maybe a couple hundred feet at the edge of this jagged broken ridge line that you remember watching the shrike and spot disappear into we're on the ground now, though. You are on the ground now. I'm dropping uh, polymorph. <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> no! <laughs> like you know, like uh, uh, like a really bad uh, Star Trek teleportation device. Yeah. <laughs> Puck comes back into existence uh, that, after being a rock. Stuck in first, he's got little tiny hands. Yeah. And <laughs> the feet. And no, the I'm tall. I'm big. big giant where am I? What's going on? Um, so that was really cool. Maybe not going to do that again. Um, good, good, good job, though. Fuck. Take me back. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Um, Spot is in there because I. Er, how much is she aware of everything that happened, or is yeah? She would be aware. Okay. It's like okay. it's almost like she's right. able to process everything that happened. Okay. Uh, yeah, so we need to get in there. To get and into the spot. mist? I think Spot spot's... needs to come out. <laughs> Fair. Fair. <laughs> but who can who can contact him right now? I can contact him if we if we need to. I'm real low on spells though. So it's gonna be right. like fifth level spell. So no, no, let's not do that. Um I'll be fine. I'm, I'm the opposite. Like I've, I've I've burned out all my high, all my all my fancy stuff. All I have is my really simple stuff left. And can we my, like not simple, but my you know less complicated stuff? Can we like do some prestidigitation into the mist to be like this way? This is the direction that we are. Um, I I'm gonna see. Uh, hmm. <sighs> I have to know how far you, how far away he was. Uh, okay. Uh, Can we hear the Shrike or Spot um, from where um, we are? Give me perception check as you just take a moment to try to listen in. All right. I'll guide myself. All right. That is going to be um, a 28. It's 28. Other than the sounds of kind of like the volcanic atmosphere around you, the tremors, the the ashen clouds kind of ejecting out of the edge of the ridge, looking at it kind of boiling over, it, it's, it's hard to notice if he's in there directly on the – like you know he's a pretty resourceful tabaxi. 
So whether or not he was able to leap off at the last moment or even survive the plunge into it, you're not entirely sure. But you don't hear him. You don't hear them specifically. Don't hear them complaining. Yeah, which is odd, <laughs> which is both disconcerting and reassuring at the same time. Um, so when I when I touched the, the thing, you said it's a shrike. When I touched the shrike last time um, to identify it, I was able to tell that the smoke, that the stuff it was coming out of was not affected by the wind currents. Like it was a magical effect. It felt like uh, it, yeah. Where I am now, is that the is that what we're seeing, or is are we actually seeing the the area effect, not the magical effect? You're getting more. This feels more like a physical effect, not the not the um, magical effect. Okay. And you said it was. You called it boiling, um, boiling mist, so that like the mist itself is not good to touch. Um, boiling in the sense that it the smoke looks boiling, like it's a boiling it pattern, but not necessarily an actual boiling um, kind of manifestation. I was Just concerned a, about it, becoming a hot dog if I went walking in. Yeah, that. and it's like it, it <laughs> burbles like that up to the edge and then doesn't go any further. If one person is going in, I can cast... Um either absorb elements or protect from energy um, if somebody needs to enter like a really dense hot place. I mean, if it's hot, you have the, the, the oh. jerky. I didn't need any jerky. Mix. <laughs> trail mix, I'm sorry. Trail mix. Uh, that would be better. Uh, okay. Are we going in? Do we have a choice? Um, what about, uh, lunch? Um, I mean, I realize we just came down from up on high, but I, I, is it something he could get an, uh, like, if, if he could go recon for us real quick and just see if there's anything up there? Or not up there, but see if he can see anything down? Um, yeah, sure. I mean, I'm just, before no, we go right. charge, we got, we got to go charge it in anyways, but. Um, okay, I'll, I'll. I'm, you know, calling uh, lunch to see how he's, what he's up. You flip the coin up in the air. Lunch kind of comes out of their coin form and he's kind of looking around. Uh, I thought we were supposed to be on the other side by now. I thought, why, why are we in the middle? What are we doing? Just flapping his wings, hovering there. We encountered, uh, we encountered some trouble, um, and we would appreciate if uh, you helped us a little bit in finding the big orange one that is not punch. You know oh, yeah, yeah, the one that cooks really good food and does stupid... Yeah, okay. <laughs> it starts flying up towards the ridge to get up into the thermals and start circling up above. For you, Spot... The ash is choking. You feel yourself push yourself away from the ground that is almost like this weird both black ash powder and like ground down pumice-like pebble stone. All around you, you can hear, but you can't quite see what's producing the heat. Until suddenly off to your right, there's a geyser, just this 
lava-like geyser that explodes <laughs> maybe 100 feet off to your right. As it blows, the vapor and ash around it kind of like get blown away. And for a brief moment, the light from the explosion kind of gives you this landscape of just persistent lava, pumice, blackened ash, blackened um, floating crust uh, of, of a landscape on top of shifting, moving lava fields around you. But the strangest thing is directly ahead, maybe three or 400 feet, the largest floating, pulsing crystal you've ever seen. And it's hovering about 40 feet up in the air. It's oscillating, pulsing. And then the ash cloud settles back in, masking and covering everything to the point where you can only see about 30 feet around you. All right. Am I still on the, uh, on the strike's back or did it shake me off? It shook you off and you're on the ground. Okay. And looking up, you could see the mist about 50 feet above you covering so thick and dense you can't see beyond it. Looking around, you don't see any sign of anyone else, and you don't see any sign of the creature you were riding either. All right, um, I'm going to go ahead and take the opportunity to eat some of my trail mix since I'm in, you know, a uh, lighted hellscape of fire. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> you got to quickly start popping bits of your trail mix into your mouth. Did you want to take a short rest? Uh, yeah, I'll get some of my 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 yeah, key points back. Yeah, give me a survival check as you look around for a safe spot to kind of hunker down. Survival. Ooh, nat 20. 23. You find a series of collapsed and oversized rocks kind of butted up against each other that create this like little incursion, this bubbled out area for you to kind of hide inside of. And taking that opportunity to, to move in there, get some cover, you start... Stacking on your trail mix, staying put, and taking this opportunity to kind of do your um, do your breathing exercises, your meditation, and you slip into that um, good old fashioned spot, kind of like rest rotation of focus and getting some of your energy and your strength back. So while you're doing that, the rest of you outside the area of the ridge. Um, you said we were like a hundred feet away from it, right? A couple hundred. Yeah, I, I, I'm just gonna. Okay, I mean, regardless, we got to start going that direction. Maybe we don't have to go in right now. But yeah, you could see lunches. Yeah, lunches like circling the edge of the area that Puck kind of instructed for him to go, kind of take a look at. Um, go ahead and make a perception check for lunch, there, Puck. I don't know that. Ah, okay, his passive perception is eleven, but I don't know. Uh, uh, do I just roll wisdom, a? I think. Uh, wisdom. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> it's a four. <laughs> four. 
He eventually comes circling down and reports that he can't see anything through the mist. He didn't see any sign of spot on the edge of the ridgeline. Um, no sign of the Shrike either on the edge of the ridgeline. But just can't seem to see through that miasma of ash and cloud. Understandable. Thank cool. you. Thanks. Do you think we could use him as like a... Um, a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you ask him? Well, I mean, I'm okay. not really a fan of anything. I, mean, I, have, I have my favorites. And I mean, I, I thought uh, you were a fan of gerbils. Eating them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm talking more from the perspective of... Uh, I know you're built to fly. Uh, yeah. I get that. But, you know... I don't think you. I, mean, I'm not really, I don't think I'm really big enough to impact the. I mean, we're all looking at the same thing, right? Yeah, I just want to see like what happens if you flap your wings at it. If it, if we get like a shot of, you know, if you, if you really give it a heave ho. I mean, let's are we going to get like a cleared out path in front of us for a tabaxi. second? It wouldn't know? be that hard. <laughs> Is there like a, a tobacco? There's a whole bunch of them back in the city. From? I know. Yeah. Right? There's, a, there's a bunch of them back in the city, but. The, this isn't just any tabaxi. This is our tabaxi. It'll just take like, more time to get those any tabaxi coin. anyway. This one is like within five to ten minutes. Unless it's of course we put punch and some clothes. <laughs> Lunch looks oh. around. I, I, I don't know. This seems really dangerous. And Lunch kind of flies over to you, Puck. Um, look. I've enjoyed our time together. Um, this has been really great. Um, I think we should just cut cut our losses <laughs> here. How about me and you and, and and Punch go do one thing and let these brave <laughs> fools go? Look. Do you, wait, Puck, Blunch, do you realize what she just was for like the last hour? No, I was a coin in her pocket. How would I know that? Do you want to tell him or you want me to tell him? I think it's better if he doesn't know. Um... I mean, <laughs> lunch. Okay. He goes, yeah. I think it's definitely better that I don't know. <laughs> um, right. Listen, you're being sensible, and I respect that. Um, unfortunately, this is not a super sensible group. So you can stick as a coin for a while, and I'll call you if something catastrophic happens. Back into being a coin, and you plop it back into your pocket. Don't um, accidentally drop him in the lava. <laughs> Say it louder. I, I don't he think he heard you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, like, speaking of unsensible things to do, are we giving up? Are we going in there? Are we going to just face the Give music of whatever on. this is? Am I? And already, you know, Winter's been leading the way towards the edge of the ridge line. And by the time you get close enough to the edge of the ridge, you can see that while the rock kind of juts out, there's easy access points from the gradual crumbling of the of the edge of the ridgeline. Um, and Winter begins to point at like different possible tracks that you could take. Um, it's only about 20 feet up towards the top. It's just the weird way that the ash and smoke kind of burble to the very edge and not really kind of dissipating upward as much as it just doesn't seem to go anywhere once it gets to that edge. I mean, it's a bad idea, but we're going to do it eventually, right? 
Yeah. I'm going to walk up to the edge and just kind of like hop in and activate my ring. Oh, God but damn it. Just to catch, <laughs> I mean, just to, like, you if, if I hit the ground, I mean, that way, if it's, if it's a long way down, I'm not going to hit the ground hard. But if it's not a long way down, I, I'm just going to make basically use it like Featherfall. Yeah, the four of you kind of, including uh, Punch, kind of walk up to the, the 20 feet winded trail up to the top. And it's the smoke is almost like water the way it kind of laps up against the edge. You guys watch as Earthen puts on his ring, jumps, and then utter silence. You don't see him, hear him, or sense any sign of him. Ooh. Earthen? No response. God damn it. And he doesn't fly back up? Nope. We're just going to lose everyone in this thing. <laughs> we could just, the girls could just keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you just hear Winter yeah. like as she's chewing a big mouthful of um, trail mix. Yeah, but if we do that, we're never going to get any more food. So, as right. they say, <laughs> and she steps off the edge, poof, falls through the mist, and you lose track of her. Okay, I'm taking out rope. Everybody <laughs> tie themselves to the rope, not losing another person to this thing. Well, it's just you and Zanith at this point. <laughs> right, right, hey, look, uh, and punch. punch is there. Punch. punch. Yeah. All right, we, we take the rope and we, we jump in. Okay. <laughs> All that flying, and now you're jumping into the other. Yeah, so like the two of you standing there, still no sign of earthen, spot, or winner. <laughs> You know, uh, Punch stands there patiently as you kind of leash around his, you know, around his neck. And the three of you just kind of stand there for a moment to hesitate. And then you just kind of, you step off the edge. Earthen, you feel yourself pushing up against the gravel ground. You spit out some dust in your mouth. There's a slight bruise on your left knee as you get up off the ground to your left in the shadow of some rocks you could see a familiar tabaxi they seem to be hunkered over some trail mix and just kind of calming themselves down yeah how what how i mean you, you did see i i don't at winter, and I, I got onto the rock. You, you saw that, right? Yeah. I mean, like, how? Like, you're. What are you doing? I was in one place, and then I took, I left, you know, like, on my little, my little kitty feetses, and then I pushed off of, of uh, Puck while she was a bird, and then I landed on that thing, and then I ended up here. I instantly regret coming in here after you. And as the two of you move closer to each other, I need you both to, to make wisdom saves, please. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, boy. Not terrible. Uh, that is a 19 for spot. Okay. Yeah, he rolled better than I did. I got a uh, 15. So, spot, as you recognize Earthen's voice, the two of you start kind of cautiously walking closer to each other. So the ash and the mist is kind of making it hard to see. 
Spot, you see a very elderly Earthen, maybe in his late 90s, walking towards you. Earthen, you see a toddling tabaxi youth walking towards you. What happened to you? (laughs) Do I feel that way or just appear that way? Depends on what Spot says to you. Okay, bud. Like, I'm not good at judging humans, but you look rough. <laughs> <laughs> you both equally look at each other's hands, wondering what each other sees. As far as you can tell, you, you guys feel fine. Uh, what are you talking about? I mean, you look cute. <laughs> I'm fucking tabaxi. I'm always cute. <laughs> That's debatable, but I just want to like, 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 scru- I'm gonna reach out and scruffle under his chin, like little kitty. The two of you here, three bodies hit the ground behind you. Turn to see Xanath, Puck, and Winter pushing themselves off the ground, and Punch just kind of lands flat on his chest like a cat who should have landed on his feet, but didn't. (laughs) And then a very, for some reason, an unattached, neatly bundle of rope lands on the ground. Unattached? All of our efforts. (laughs) Why would you Uh, just throw the rope? Give me wisdom saves, please. (laughs) No. For you, Earthen, as Xanath and Puck pick themselves up, they are the cutest, tiniest little toddlers you've ever seen. Do I have a teeny, tiny like, little helmet? I didn't, like, you just are your helmet. <laughs> and I, Puck, what happened? You're, you are already small. Ooh, blah, blah. I gotta you, like, what'd you get, Xanath? 22. 22. Puck, what'd you get? A natural one, which is a two. Yeah, so Xanth, as you look up over at Spot and Earthen, they look like they're aged. Like Earthen's in his 90s, and Spot's like an elderly tabaxi standing there looking at you. Um, Puck, as you look at everybody else, they look ill. And then you shake your head, like, try to clear your vision, and then you realize they don't look like they're ill. They look distorted. Earthen looks like a bear. Spot looks like a lion. Xanath looks like a like a gazelle. Winter kind of looks like an eagle. And you're shaking your head trying to figure out what's going on. And all of you are having this flood of imagery around you. This is the one. You guys look super. What is going on? Why do you look? I'm like looking at my own hands, and I assume they Spot, look. Spot, did you like, spike you the dust? Did you spike the dust in here with some crazy like stuff that you brought from the bar back there? Like you're at like every nothing looks right right now, and I mean, if one of us is getting into this kind of mischief, it's gonna be you, right? <laughs> I said mischief. It's a I little very toddler careful. spot doing that. Very... Like it's. Yeah, I, I love for Zan, it's an elderly 
Do I hear his voice as like toddler spot too, or does his voice sound? No, like it's like grown up spot. Okay. <laughs> Weird. That makes it it's even like very Completely aghast and horrified puss in boots. Just. And <laughs> <laughs> like, as, as the five of you stare awkwardly at each other, you just suddenly notice that Punch <clears throat> clears his throat. <clears throat> well, I must say, no. you've seen something strange. Now, here's the thing about this place. Um, it can quite drive you quite mad if you're not careful. And you might want to be careful. And you all stare at Punch with this weird kind of like, what the? And the next thing you know, he's just stretching like a cat and he kind of lays down on the ground like starts looking at all of you staring at him like is that what he well, always sounds well, like? Well, like i'm looking at just starts like mewing you know. and kind of growling and moving away from the five of you like there's something wrong with you why didn't you tell me you were british <laughs> all these years <laughs> punch looks very confused Okay, we have to get something. We have to get out of here. This is the mist. We got to get moving. Oh, uh, you guys, suddenly here off to your right. Ayo, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. You see like a dozen little naked gnomes walking across the blasted landscape with axes and pixes, uh, buckets, but they're stark naked. They're not wearing anything. I mean, it's hot they all here, stop but... it in unison and look. Oh. I wonder why they always wear clothes. And then they go back to like marching straight ahead. Oh, uh, probably a good time to mention there's a really weird like floaty crystal there. <laughs> there's like an explosion of magma off to your right. This guy's <laughs> and there's a concussion of the sound wave. <laughs> it kind of arcs out. And like that, all the ash and cloud dissipate for a moment. And then you could see the same landscape I described for Spot spread out in front of you. And as soon as the geyser falls back down onto the crust of the landscape, all the ash and smoke kind of furl back in. <laughs> but out there in the middle of it, you saw this huge, massive purple, pink, and blue crystal oscillating in the center of it before the the everything kind of like got masked up by the smoke and ash again. I thought it was a stupid idea. It might well, be as stupid as my fair. idea. It might be as stupid as my idea. <laughs> I was going to say like, you pick me up with your little floaty ring thing and I, I'll take one of my quarter steps and see if I can create like a uh, like a propeller effect to like blow the uh, the smoke away from us and then we go steal whatever that is. Oh, it's so pretty. Okay, like the last bit, I agree with. Everything before it, <laughs> everything before it not what I was thinking. Um, so. Hey, the stupor of my ideas, the better they seem to work. Sometimes. Sometimes. I'll give you that. You um, guys watch out of the edge of some of the boiling cloud and ash. A satyr comes walking out of just nowhere, just kind of steps out of the cloud. His huge conical horns draped with 
jewelry, a chin-like beard, gray, white, and yellow kind of fur. It's got a message satchel on, and it just kind of... Oh, hello. Um, I was on my way to the Shorn, and I seem to have gotten lost. Uh-huh. Would you happen to know which direction I should go? What's a Shorn? The Shorn Valley. Shorn Valley. Yes. Uh, you have any description of that place? Well, it's usually, I've got to admit, it's usually quite colorful. Um, oh, you're uh, way far Feywild? off, buddy. Chris, the, the, yes, it's in the Feywild. So we must be there, right? Uh, this, I'm going to look over at Winter. Is, is he one of your friends? Magical Matt. Yeah, like, and like Winter looks at him and looks at everybody else. You're not sure what she's seeing when she looks at you, but whenever she tries to speak, she is speaking a language that you don't recognize. Uh-oh. Uh, Almost like she's talking in a language because she's hearing a language. Okay, then I will cast. And then you watch as the satyr starts repeating her language back to her. They have like a five-minute conversation. And he seems to like shrug his shoulders and starts wandering off into the smoke again. What the hell was that? Oh, uh, okay. Well, my plan was going to be to wait. Uh, the next one of those geyser pops, it blows all the dust away, right? So we start going in the direction of that till we can't see anymore and wait. And the next geyser pop, go again. So every time we get a geyser pop, we got a clear shot of that gem. And then we steal the gem. Or you steal the gem. The lion and the bear make no sense. <laughs> make no sense at all. Are we talk do we sound like rrr, rrr, to her? Or we- I mean, <laughs> you all sound like your normal voices. It's just you're all having different visual experiences. I mean, this is kind of funny. If I'm you guys are so cute. <laughs> Does she? Does uh, Winter also look like a toddler? No, she you looks mean, like or... her normal aged self. Just little signs of increase of age. It's just that every time she talks, you just can't understand what she's saying. Yeah. Hmm. This is this this is Feywild influence, right? This is like has to be some overlap between the planes. Like we've. Like, like how we thought that this is an area where there's some convergence with the fire plane, right? Yep. Do we well, do we need the crystal? Do we care about the crystal? Or are we just trying to get through crystal. this area? It's really I mean, big, right? Like, like how is this there, crystal? Right? I mean, from your guys' vantage point, I mean, it's maybe four or five stories in height. Um, it's maybe... 10 feet across because from this distance the fact that you could see it so clearly when the smoke does dissipate but feeling far enough away it's it's massive i mean on the one hand yeah you know i got an anvil in there (laughs) oh this is way bigger than the anvil (laughs) (laughs) i think we could shatter it if we drop the anvil on it do we want to no. shatter it? Um, I okay. We just had some really weird planar shit happen when we fought that 
dragon thing that killed me. Um, now we're having more planar shit happen here, but it's Feywild plane. I don't... I don't... I don't think... I don't think it's a coincidence, and I don't think... I, I can't let it alone. I, I It's nagging at me that... There's got to be something going on with this. One of the nearby magma pools, you see a giant 10-foot-tall flamed tentacle. No, no. Kind of come out and boil around and then sink back into the magma. And once again, it displaces with the heat enough of the ash and cloud to see that crystal. Two, three hundred feet off over in the center mass of the field. And then... Suddenly, you see more of those tentacles. At the very least, I want to find out what what that thing is—that crystal thing. I mean, maybe we can't take it with us, but I want to find out what it is. Okay, I'm pieces of let's, it with me. let's run towards it. Let's inspect it, and then maybe let's keep moving because it doesn't feel super safe down here. Yeah, that was right. But also, if now that we're in here, you know. Do you think we can get out if we don't? Get out of the mist? Yeah. Um, can you try and fly up? Sure. I'll activate my ring and uh, try and take off. Nothing happens. I'm, like, So you just see me like... <laughs> you know, uh, can I try and do like just a, like, um, a thaumaturgy, like some sparkles? Like a little hand of fireworks goes off with no problem. All right, so it's not like no magic. Hmm. 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 Okay. okay. I'm just gonna go. Ahead uh, you can give me an insight check, Zenith, if you want. Okay. All right, guys. We just. Um, okay, I'm sorry you have to be here to hear this. Uh, Earth is just confirmed he is useless now. Uh, if we do this, <laughs> okay. Pack. 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 I just got a 20. You're going to think that until you get all the way up to that, all the way up to that uh, rock, and then you can't figure out what the heck it does. You're not sure if it's magic or the type of magic. Okay. Can I try and um, activate my, because I assume it's dark down here. Can I try and activate my flyability and see if I can go up through the mist? I, you don't seem capable of flying. Hmm. Why did by, by the way, why did you guys just chuck the rope down? We didn't. We had it we had a we had tied ourselves to it. Hmm. So I think you're I think you're right. I think there's something preventing us from getting out. <laughs> you guys watch as a dozen mouse folk go walking in front of you. And they seem to be exchanging conversation in their own tongue. And then they stop to look over at all of you. They all kind of laugh at each other and keep walking and disappear off into the smoke. Before they like disappear, can I try and holler at one of them? Sure. Just, hey, uh, you guys know uh, uh, Matron? And they all stop for a moment, but one of them says something to the others. And the rest keep going. The other mouse folk kind of turns and starts cat cautiously walking back towards 
the five of you, every now and then staring at Spot with a sense of incruciality, like just like keeping a defensive eye on Spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and the little mouse folk, ah, uh, sorry, what are you looking for? Matron. He's he's a mouse folk like you guys. I uh, not familiar with the guy. Uh, but then again, you know, we're uh <laughs> we honestly I'm not really sure where we are this time, but you know, we keep looking, you never know. This time? What do you mean this time? Yeah, about that. Um you guys look really lost. Yep. And oh I gotta tell you, you're really cute. You're so little and furry. I think you're <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, you're one. Of, you're a tabaxi, but why are you so little? And ugh, you're a real old guy. You shouldn't be down here. You don't look like you're gonna make it. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. You know. Uh, anyways, ah, uh, well, you know, the last time we were here, we couldn't find the crossroad we were looking for, so we're trying it again. The crossroad? Yeah. Where were you trying you to went- go? Uh, well, we were trying to get to the elemental plane of Earth. You how, how, the crystal? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the creation heart. Where are you guys? Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. He starts looking up. Where is it now? Where have they put it? But <gasps> what? And, you know what? Look, I'm sure everything's going to be fine. Uh, you guys stay here? Yeah. And he just turns around and starts running after his friends. And then he disappears into the ash and smoke. Can I go after him and see if I can pick him up? Yeah, you go running after him. And as you guys watch Spot go running after him to your left, suddenly Spot reappears to your right. <laughs> well, how did you do that? Uh, classified. And then Spot goes, I'm going to try that again. He goes running. It peers off out of the ash of the cloud to your right and runs kind of slowly by you looking around. Okay. I think we need to wait till the next... But actually, I don't know. Resting's not really going to do me much good. A little bit, maybe. How do you guys look, feel? I... Uh, short rest not going to do much for me. Long rest would be good, but I don't know if we have the time. Right. Um, Spot, you said you took a, a short rest, right? You now have the effects of a long rest. Ooh, cool. Oh, nice. Depends on how much he shares about that with you guys. <clears throat> guys, uh, I was waiting for you guys, for y'all to, you know, Get here. Uh, I took a I took a little rest in the in the crevice there, and I don't know. I feel fucking great. Like, kind of doing not quite misty stuff, but just kind of like shimmy, like a foot over. It's like, oh, cool! I do that again. The the only thing is, he's normally crazy and sarcastic, and I can't tell if that's what he's doing right now. He looks terrible to me, so I. <laughs> I'm skeptical. <laughs> well, he looks like a little tiny kitten, and he's just the <laughs> cutest little thing. I wish I could see that instead. <laughs> you guys, I don't know if it's the mist, but I have a strange um, desire, I guess, to go to the crystal and lick it and see what flavor it is. 
I think that's just you. I don't know if that's the crystal. No, no, no. I think it's the magic. I think. It's the <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna. Go. How about we take twenty minutes? Twenty explosion minute of like another magma geyser <laughs> explodes off to your left. Another tendril, the tentacle coming out with it, and then all the ash and smoke take the moment to clear. Do those tendrils and tentacles look like anything like similar to what we saw coming out of that effigy at all? The the fire giant's effigy, there was like a tendril arm came out and dropped oh, that yeah, like egg thing with the little magma mites coming off a of it. A little bit, yeah. Reminds you of it a little bit. Hmm. And with that, I would say you guys begin to realize these magma geysers occur every like five minutes and they create just enough of a, you know, they cause a thaumaturgy-like explosion where the ash and cloud clear for up to a minute. And then it kind of all fills back in, and then two minutes later, another explosion of flame. And then eventually the cloud and ash clear from the explosion before rolling back in. Um, so my ring doesn't work. Would my dash boots, my or what are they called? Uh, boots of speed. Speed. Yeah. Would those work? Without, can I try those out in here? You bring your heels together. Um, you guys lose sight of Earthen as he seems to have moved twice his speed. <laughs> and he gets further into the ash cloud and not, and as the ash cloud collapses around him, he reappears right alongside all of you from behind. Huh. Um, maybe we all need to move together in order yeah. to be able to. Um, what, how what's you if you're riding on punch you're faster right uh yes because i think i think uh little tiny helmet head over here is our slowest one right i've i've got a walk speed of 30 <laughs> <laughs> i'll do my best uh, well i was wondering if 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 because with my boots and and spots pretty quick if we like hold on to you, if we couldn't all move slightly faster than just our standard speed, if we're like dragging you behind us, <laughs> I say, like um, I know you can't fly, but um, can you potentially? Uh, I imagine not. Can she levitate in place? Like if, if she's not actually trying to go anywhere? Hold on, I, I lost think, my audio. I think I she can't. Oh, uh oh, I think she can't. You can't do that for longer than little Back. bits of time, right? I can do it for three minutes at a time okay yeah um, i don't know we get a whole lot of that well if well, this is a bad idea then again once again the mist's fault but isn't um winter like really strong and fast could she like give you a piggyback so that's kind of what i was trying to do with the two of us like yeah. if we and that's what you guys realize the entire time you guys been talking winter keeps looking at you like she doesn't understand a word you're saying and every time she tries to talk to you it's the strangest language coming out of her mouth. Okay. I'm going to uh, take my hands and, and try and cast some illusions, just picture illusions. Uh, the first one, I'm going to cast um, like the like a magma geyser. Look, looks like a like a little tiny version of a mag, like in my hand kind of thing. Like, she right. like nods. She gets what, you, what she thinks you're doing. And then and, the like the next one is just the the wind moving away, and then 
uh, a little like tiny figures all right these things oh you're still big. here um wow you guys haven't moved at all and the stator comes out of another part of the cloud ash um this time he's got three bags on his hair is a little bit longer and braided he's got some uh some new ornaments on his on his satyr horns and this time he's he's like wearing a leather vest with a like little cummerbund under his chin and he's also carrying a stack of books in the crook of his arm and he just seems like shocked that you're still here what how how what do you mean still here we haven't been here that long oh no you, well i've I've already journeyed, um, picked up the things I needed to pick up, and uh, was on my way back. And I just would have figured you would have moved on by now. I mean, most don't stay that long. Stay where? This close to the creation hut, of course. It's uh -huh. very dangerous magic if you stay here too long. Dangerous. 12 of the naked gnomes go marching by and. They're carrying buckets full of like crystalline structures and disappear into the other. Oh, we're oh. trying to stop them? Crystal gnomes, huh? Don't trust those guys. Anyways, uh, you shouldn't linger here much longer. Move along. And he's wait, 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 wait. What's, what's the da what's what's dangerous about this the heart? Well, you're in the center of all things being. Oh, that's cool. This this the roadways here go anywhere you want them to go as long as you have a strong enough mind to understand it. The heart? Well, most of us believe that that's the origin of the power of, of whoever whoever put it there. We're not sure, but it's... I'm going to pull out the oh. rebirth stone. Do you know what this is? Oh, where did you... May I look at that for a moment? From where you're standing... I don't know if you're going to come back. If I hand this to you, you'd be right. Oh, I, I, it's it's not in my nature to steal. I mean, I'm I totally wanna... rolling inside against this. I'm not. Yeah, gonna... you can roll inside if you like. <laughs> There's, no There's no way I'm taking him. We, how many times have we been fooled? <laughs> Fool me once. Oh, a nat 20? Hey. There's like a bead of sweat on their brow <laughs> and a twitch, like a tell. Ah. Uh. Um, yeah, I, I'm just going to put this right back where I got it. <laughs> look, why don't you tell me what it was? Uh, that looked like a piece of the creation heart. Really? What, what does it do? What could it do? Well, I, I don't really know. No one's ever been successfully able to break off a piece of it yet. Well, how do you think I got one? I don't know, actually. How did you get one? I died. Uh, we have a dead I, dragon. It was I so got, cool. I got woken up. Um, we closed the obsidian gate. A flower grew on it with a bunch of vines. And inside this one flower was uh, the stone. Fascinating. Sounds like maybe you should return it and see what happens. Um, anyways, good day. And he just quickly walks away into the ashen cloud. And there's like a slight arcane burp 
as he disappears. That's just need to, like, different focus. this time, or it did that every time? This seemed prominent this time. You don't remember doing that last time. Huh. said that your mind has to be strong enough to know how to move. Maybe we need to just focus on our destination. Move together, yeah. focus on the destination. As Winter looks at all of you, um, oh, oh, Ota, 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 and then she disappears. Okay. Uh, can I just like <sighs> think really hard about being back on top of the ridge where we started? She watches Zenith. Ugh. Yeah, nothing happens. This tiny little like oh, in the helmet. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to go home. <laughs> um, Nothing happens. Winter's gone. She hasn't come back. What did she do? Okay. She you was remember her pointing her at her head. Yeah. And she was saying the word Ota, Ota, Ota over and over again. Yeah. She's, she's from this stuff though. Right? Yeah. Or kind of. She's tied to, if this is Faye, she's tied to that stuff. Um, yeah, we need to. I don't know if we can stick around here any longer. We need to move. Yeah, but I'm I'm waiting for that next explosion, and then I'm gonna like spot. Let's hook. Let's hook a little bit here under the arms. You're on punch, and I think we just dash as far as we can go, and then stop before the cloud envelops us and see what happens. A huge magma geyser. Okay, it's not because you guys are specifically looking at it and waiting for its timing. Everybody give me perception checks. Oh, another good roll. Oh. That's a 30 with my bonuses. Okay. I got a 27. Okay. I got an 8. Okay. Puck, you're mute. 17. 17. As a group, pretty darn good. Although, Spot's a little distracted by the explosion of the magma. Um, for the rest of you, as you watch the magma's timing and the uh, like, the thermobaric kind of explosion of the pressured air going out from it, which causes the clouds and ash to dissipate away before they would eventually start coming back in, you see dozens of humanoid figures that are like on the very edge of the magma incursion. They seem to either be talking to each other, walking, moving, shifting, doing weird things. But as soon as the magma displaces and collapses to the ground, you lose sight and track of them as the ash cloud is slowly starting to kind of like move back in to where you're standing. And then you guys quickly start running as fast as you can and then just as you get about halfway to where the crystal is, <laughs> the cloud and ash kind of covering all around you. Um, what are you doing? Just wait here. We're, we're all in contact, right? Earthen, right. uh, can I hold the stone, please? That, that sounded 
<laughs> no reason. A very childlike, tiny little toddler puck is asking you, Arthur. What for? Oh, just to see. To see. To see what it tastes like. <laughs> it's not candy. Come on. Look at it. <laughs> like, okay, I, I will hold the stone and you can lick the stone, okay? Okay. What Just it don't bite like? it. It's a strange rock candy reference. <laughs> like, you hold it up for Puck and she licks it really quick. It kind of feels like you're licking a 9-volt battery. You know how when you put your tongue on the end of a 9-volt, it gives you that sharp little... Weird vibration, tang, copper taste, little mineral salt. Um, it's like almost for a moment that you could taste color. And then, like, Eartha, as you take it away from her, she's just like. Is this like a gnome thing? You guys just taste rocks? Maybe they look like this. <laughs> Another magma explosion further up the way. Okay, let's go. Come on, come on, come on. You guys start dashing, following the footpaths, avoiding the magma, and you step. It just as the cloud and ash come boiling back in, all five of you are back together again. And you're within the immediate area of this crystalline structure. And then you see Winter going, Over here, guys! Over here! You speak again! What? Well, yeah, I was talking before. I can't help it, you don't understand what I... What is okay. Ota, Ota, Ota? Oh, you speak Elendril. No. no. That's just what you said. Oh, in my native tongue, that means follow, follow, follow. Uh, Will you point... How, how are you going to follow... Yeah, you how did this? you follow you your said, mind? Ota, Ota, Ota. How do you follow, follow your mind? Well, oh, you've I've heard of toucans that fly around chasing colors like that, but I don't know anything. She goes, well... I never think we'd ever see one, but this is the heart of God. Like a good? Well, it is a crystal. Uh, well, not in the, I guess it, it, not in the literal sense, but this creation heart is said to be the beginning and ending of all things. Some even say the Fae and some of the other planes of existence were born of a creation heart. Some even say it was the last great gift that the gods gave different planes and worlds of existence. Um, sometimes referred to as the crossroad plane, um, interplane travel. Uh, and now that you're within about 100 feet of it, there's hundreds of thin little silver strands emanating from the crystalline structure. And then suddenly, it, when you look at it more closely, it's thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of these thin silver strands just spider webbing in multifaceted and multi-different locations off into the ether of the ash in cloud, but all around you, the ashen cloud is now more behind you than in front of you. From where you stand all around here, this part of the volcanic field is littered with tons of little spots of crystal 
protrusions. Right. Where the one you're looking at is more of a purple, blue, and um, uh, kind of black and gray. All around here are mostly purple shards. Almost like maybe they had come off of the main crystalline structure. And it's oscillating. You can even hear it kind of... Uh, can I do a uh, perception check and just see if there's any area that's like obviously kind of like dark, like it's there should be something coming out of it that isn't? Like, uh, yeah, give me a perception yeah. check as you do that. Um, while he's doing that, my, so I saw that thing was chasing us out of this, and I was able to tell when I identified it that it was tied to this thing, to the to well to the the magical aura of this area. Mm-hmm. Um, am I able to divine that this is all still connected like this, the thing and all that was connected together? It's at that moment you start thinking about that. You watch his spot kind of like puts his hand on your shoulder and points. And as he points back towards the crystal, interlaced amongst the thin silver threads that are spider webbing everywhere, Not as many, in fact, far fewer. You could see dark, black, silken threads of energy coursing. And at the end of each one, the outline of what could be a creature, a person, a thing, you're not really sure. And they seem to pull taut at it, and then you watch as the thread snaps. And then the creature passes through a portal and disappears. All right. Um, how far wow, like uh, the, the crystal thing, is it actually floating in the air or is it like tethered to the ground somehow? Oh, it's floating in the air. It's about 20 okay. feet up in the air. All right. It's 15 feet across. It's maybe 30 feet tall and it's making this strange oscillating noise as it just sits there circling. All right. Just I'd like to turn to Earth and just be kind of like, I want to put that back. You saw that that uh, absence, right? That abscess in there, where mm-hmm. light was kind of wrong. Yeah, the little dark line. All right, um, I think I can get up there. Uh, can let me let me have that. We gotta see if I can try to patch it. See if your ring works in in this uh, vicinity here. Try it again. Like we saw a vision, though, right, of the crystal and the the dragon thing. Dragon. I'm just wondering if we put it back here, we might not be able to do that later. Yeah. Uh, can I just take the stone out first and see if it's reacting to anything? As soon as you pull the stone out, it is reflective, pulsing giving off an effervescent light that it didn't give off before. And you immediately watch as a partial silver strand comes out of it, but connects to nothing. It's just floating like a thin web or thread on the air around the crystal rock that you're currently holding. We got to figure out what these threads do. You, you saw that, right? We got to figure out what these threads do. Also, you guys will notice that your sense of each other normalizes. 
old earthen is gone. Aww. Young spot is gone. Old spot, like all the variations of your interpretation, gone. And your normal selves feel more focused in on your mind at this point. You guys all look normal again. It's not fun. <laughs> what do you, you mean? Were so you were like little tiny guys. You were the cutest. You had this great big helmet on. Your little tiny like toddler. <laughs> terrible. Just and he was—he was the cute. Like you think? I mean, look at him now. He was the cutest little like kitten thing. Um, you were a lion. I'm telling the truth, though. Um, <laughs> I respect I that joke. <laughs> Come on. I know. I respect this joke. I softball, do. softball here. <laughs> um, I feel like we should maybe get back on track a little bit, just because I am very afraid that we are going to lose our mind here, or just get really lost and end up someplace uh, worse. Yeah. What well, I right here. I don't feel like I'm going to lose my mind. Back there? Yeah. I mean, like I said, you guys were tiny. I mean, you're already small, but you were even small. I didn't know you could get smaller. We're not talking about this. We're not making this. We're not going to do this. Um, I don't know. Can I do, like, just a check to see if I feel better than before or if it feels like maybe... You know when you're really, really drunk and you're like... Yeah, you so give me an insight check. Sober? Yeah, give, give me an guidance. insight check. Uh, <laughs> I kind of want to fly up and see if I can identify the stone. I did, they've told me what it is, but I want to like fly up and like try and see if you by still identifying... Fly. Still crap. Uh, 18. 18. You feel okay? You know that your mind was probably playing tricks on you. Maybe that's part of the defense of this place. Um, there was multiple comments about something about having the mental ability to understand this place. Um, and maybe the, maybe the defense layers of this place is those that aren't used to it or aren't open to its existence suffer certain outcomes because of it. But you feel okay. You don't feel like things are worse. Uh, you feel like things are better, for the most part. I mean, I think we were definitely drawn to this place. I'm like, we tried to fly over it, and it didn't. Like, something came out of here and brought us here. I I agree, and I know that you guys can't fly, but I. I think I can get up there and, and patch the hole if if you guys can maybe don't one. maybe don't patch the hole. What if we just let if you here, she's got rope, right? Mm -hmm. If you can jump up and like loop a rope around there, we can get I can get up to it and just find out about this thing, I think. Alright, um can I it's a uh, big if, but all right. Uh, I'd like to try to leap up to the uh, to the stone. If I can connect with it, I can run along its surface. So with that, you're a good 
100 feet away from the bottom of it. Um, you'd have to get directly underneath it. Mm-hmm. And it looks to be about 20 feet up in the air. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm going to follow. Can... Like, I'm going, I'm following you up there. All right. Whoop. Uh, you guys coming Santa, with us? Puck, what are you two doing? We could have left them. We could have kept <laughs> we going. Had a <laughs> <laughs> You'd miss out on all this fun. <laughs> Winter just furrows uh, her brow like, fun? You're the one that's always okay. Never mind. I'm trying to get over the sort of the sacrilege of crawling around on the heart of God, um, but I'll I'll follow. And uh, can we do like an Arcana check or something on the strands coming out? See if we can figure out what they sure. are. Sure. Yeah. I don't have good Arcana. Um, are any of them close enough to touch? Not yet. Okay. If we get close enough to touch one, I would like to try and touch one. Okay. Um, that's a 20. 20. You're not sure if it's an optical illusion, but the five of you, including Punch, have been walking for about an hour, but you haven't gotten any closer. Does it feel like we're not really moving, guys? The thing is still really far away. Um... hmm. And all of you stare at the base of it, trying to understand the energy and the form that's emanating off of it. There is the silhouette of a figure directly underneath it. They're robed. Their hands are stretched straight out. Every now and then you could see little permutations of sparks coming from their, what you think is their hands. And then you like blink and things feel a little bit closer, but not entirely closer. Um, Winter, you have pretty good arcana. Do you think you can try to, um, I wish Winter was here. Um, (laughs) (laughs) What do you want me to do? I'm just as mystified by this as you are. I mean, this is mostly just myth and legend from where I come from. No one actually ever believed that uh, that this was real. The phase born of magic of elves, not this myth. And now it looks like there's... You guys see that out there, right? Mm -hmm. Somebody underneath... She just kind of looks over in that direction and back at the rest of you. I don't know if I know what's going on here. All right. This seems strange to me. And I'm from the Fae. For me to be able to like, try and identify anything about them. Um, does anybody think that whatever it is there that might maybe be stuck might be uh, bad news for us or might be messing with us? And we won't know until we get there. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Xanath, there is a familiar feeling. You felt this before. You're not sure what it is, but you just hear this 
voice in your head. It's not often the truth of the matter can be so easily revealed to those of such weak minds. Zenith, the daughter of Helm, step forward. Tell me who you are. I am who I am. You are who you are. Your mind calls out to me. And I have answered. Daughter of Helm, step forward. And then like the crystalline structure you could see off in the distance. <laughs> begins to like just arc with great radiant colors. <laughs> you can see the figure below the crystal, their eyes begin to kind of pulse with a kind of strange light. And before when their hands were out looking up at the crystal, you now notice their face is down and looking directly at you. I'll step forward. As you start walking forward, a bit frustrated, knowing that the last time you tried this, you didn't get any closer. And within a few moments, as you walk forward, just feel this heavy kind of pressure around you. It's heavy on your shoulders, your mind, your body. And before long, from a distance, what felt small is now even larger and you feel smaller. And at this point, looking up at the figure, there are many stories tall in their visage. The great crystalline structure oscillating above you. You watch as the face of the individual turns down to look at you. There is a threat to all of us. There is a junction that has opened up in this world. Somebody has dabbled with magic they should not have. A piece of very existence of the world is being occupied by the mind of an ancient terror. They should not be where they are. They should be back with us, the primordials. We are the ones that sealed the gate. We are the ones that gave our children an opportunity at life, but yet they reach their hands into things they should not meddle with. We know not who took it, but it must be returned. The Wild Mother has given you a piece of creation 
to do that. Deep, deep in the underlay of the dark depths of where you stand at this great crossroads. An entity of the past, a creature so vile, so dangerous, has been used for the purpose of study, containment, ritual. Find it, absorb its essence, put it back in the stone and return it to us. Daughter of Helm, do you understand what I am asking of you? When we return the essence of this creature to the stone, to the creation heart, what happens? Do you question the sanctity of the primordials? Do you question one of the most amazing gifts that can be given, Daughter of Helm? Where is your faith? Where is your heart and where is your strength? I don't serve the primordials. If you want us to act for you, you tell us why we act. This is not for you to ask. Faith will give you the deepest strength you could ever know. Perhaps we misjudged. And you watch as all the pressure around you fades and as you shake your head and your eyes refocus. Winter and the others are just talking around you as if nothing happened. I am like totally white and shaking. That was the scariest thing that has ever happened to me in my life. Oh, I okay? just... I don't think we should go near that stone. I just felt a, a call. The creature at the stone a pro, was a primordial. It spoke to me. It was huge. It was terrifying. It called me a daughter of Helm. It commanded me to use the piece of creation we have to capture the essence of that that thing, the creature that I had the vision from and return it to the creation heart. Oh God. And you sensed it was dangerous? I'm gonna like walk around to her and just peer at her helmet, like not in her face, but like, it's like circling around behind her, but just really staring at her helmet. Okay. It it was a primordial. It was it was huge. I don't okay. understand how it could speak to us. I think I I think I pissed it off. Oh God. Um. 
spot, as their conversation drones on, you become more fixated. You picked up a portion of Xanath's concern about it, but almost immediately you lose focus. All around you, the landscape changes. Falling away are the ashen clouds and the broken volcanic fields. It's one of the most verdant experiences you've ever seen before. Green, lush hillside grasses moving off in different directions. The sounds of birds and nature calling around you. The ancient bright cliffs off in the distance, one of the most well-known homes of some said the original tabaxi clans that were considered some of the more founding nomadic entities. You're lost in this vision. This, And there you see, sitting on a stone, a tabaxi figure. Half of their form is yellow and blue, and the other half is like a black and gray. Almost as if they're perfectly divided down the middle. The mischievous grin looks back at you. Hello, Spot. Would you sit with me for a moment? Good. Just very kind of slowly and cautiously edge up to them and sit. And you kind of like sit on a rock next to them. Mm-hmm. Spot, your journey has brought you to this place. Do you understand the purpose of your journey? Not. Not really. Not not really. But yet you continue your journey. What are you looking for? Absolution. Growth. The opportunity to just be myself, free of my uh, free of my guilt and my debts. Has that happened yet? I don't know. Is that why you keep searching? I I don't know that I'll ever really have that, but it seemed a noble enough thing to try. I think you're stronger than you give yourself, Spot. You have met interesting people, and you've made interesting journeys, and somehow you've managed to stay alive. She just tilts her, they tilt their head at you. Your humble silence is louder than your words. I I don't know that I have anything that I could really give. I, I can only assume, am I in the presence of the Cat Lord? I've been called many things. Cat Lord... Cat Lordess, the Huntress, the Hunter. 
the arching fang, the beginning of the end, and the end of the beginning. The primordial is perfect murder machine, yes. <laughs> but I don't know that I ever really expected to meet up with well, the primary deity of my people. I mean, there's been no real contact with you uh, recorded in my clan for centuries. Why me? Why now? When you are this close to a threshold of existence, the veils between worlds fall away. For the longest time, you and your people, our people, peoples of all worlds, have presumed that gods, goddesses, deities, things of creation, have always understood a purpose. Would it shock you to know, Spot, that our purpose isn't all that different from your own? Our journey is just simply more interesting than yours, if not somewhat more boring than yours as well. Just kind of look crestfallen that you know my my cat gods just like telling me that. Uh... You know, being a cat god is boring. Like, oh, that's a shame. Uh, anything, anything I can do to to help with that, to, to help spice that. That sounds like a miserable existence. There is actually something you could do for me, Spot. There is a friend of ours that has gotten away from us. They are being used for maligned purpose, and we would like them back. Who is this? What individual is this? You will find them in the service, if not in the servitude of those that you seek out. They are deep in this place that you currently stand. They are being held against their will by some pretty nefarious individuals who think that somehow they think they could control its power and bring about change that they think they can control. But these gateways are not to be trifled with, Spot. Gateways of existence transition between planes of reality and those spaces that some will never travel until the end of their time. Will you take the Cat Lord's journey? Will you walk, take my name, retrieve our missing comrade, and return them to us? Of course. <laughs> You're a magma-like explosion nearby. You can hear Xanath, Puck, and the others talking to each other. Anyone else see that? Um, anyone else? Huh? What, what? Happened? what happened? I had a vision of the cat lord who told me that there's a being being <sighs> against their will in the uh, 
by whatever is causing this, and that I need to return them to the Catlord service to well, help get us out of here. That was one of the most transformative experiences I've ever had. I, I just, I, and I just kind of like slumped down, like just overwhelmed by what just happened. I think he's telling the truth. We're in just, so far over our heads. <laughs> just shoot daggers at uh, at Earth and like. And many things. I'm not a liar. <laughs> I wouldn't say you're a liar, but you're you. Oh, I think he's telling the truth. Fuck your sarcasm is not often read as sarcasm. So Let's put it that way. The uh, cat-like sarcasm abilities of my people. So you just turned white as a ghost. You're suddenly down to earth. What the hell, guys? I thought when I was speaking to the Primordial that he wanted the creature returned to the Primordials. The Cat God wants the creature returned to the Cat God? It's, primordials are different than gods, right? Yeah. I mean, you can give me a religion check, see if it okay. stirs any knowledge or memories of okay. your upbringing. All right. You guys and your gods. Uh, let's see. I'm going to add guidance to that. So that is a 26. During the period of the founding, or at least the belief of the founding, it's presumed that the primordials were the first things of creation. And from the primordials came the betrayer gods and the greater deities that eventually brought a sense of peace mm -hmm. to the balance of the world. But the betrayer gods came into existence because they didn't believe in the path that the primordials set out. So to protect the primordials, they then created the prime deities. The prime deities and the betrayer gods did battle and did war with each other for millennia until the period of Arcanum, after the founding. Mm -hmm. But the idea of the primordials is very contextual. Some believe it's the emptiness of myth because no one could quite explain where gods come from. So some believe that the primordial myth was invented to be able to explain where gods came from. Some believe that those of faith to deflect the question of existence and creation came up with the myth of the primordials, the belief that the heart of all the gods that have ever existed spawned from the theory of the creative primordial. So I'll, I'll uh, reiterate that to the, the team, um, like my knowledge of what primordials are, which is possibly like basically like creators of the gods. The chicken before the egg. Yeah. The chicken well, before the egg. It might just be me not fully understanding, but it seems like there are two beings so far that we've heard of that are trapped um, at this location. The Dragon Prince, I think, and, you know, 
the, the, the extremely scary betrayer god. And now it seems like they are both, both experiences refer to someone who is also trapped. Do you, do either of you have any sense of, of the connection? just told me that I don't know that the, the being is conscious of being a servant of, of my god. Um, it, it really kind of felt more like they were an innocent being used for a purpose they don't necessarily want or understand. Um, it was kind it, the implication I got is if we're able to free them that we'll be able to uh, move about this plane and, and did he tell you uh, did the cat god tell you how uh, he pretty much said I'll, I'll know them when I see them <laughs> okay. I don't like that the primordial said to use the rebirth stone to capture their essence and return the stone to the um and you kind of hear what Witcher's voice kick in, where she's like, strange that the two of you had this experience, but not us. Is that validity? I mean... That faith is the only connection to this? Uh, Zanith, what is your relationship with your god? You almost made it sound like you failed. That you were fearful. That... You were scared. I've never known you to be scared, Zenith. You might be one of the bravest people I've ever known. Next to Puck, of course. But she's crazy. <laughs> she went through that alleyway all by herself and nearly got herself killed. It's the work it of a crazy person. Yeah. <laughs> she jumped on a giant undead T-Rex thing. Yes, I have already iterated. Crazy. I... I am, a, I, you know, I'm a cleric of Helm, a servant of Helm. A primordial is a thing I didn't even think existed. It is. Are they? Are they any? Are they truly any different than the gods that people believe in? If they are, as you said, originated from the theory or mythos of the primordial creation. Gods did come from that. Are they really just one and the same? Maybe they are. Maybe it's just, you know, it's just parent and child. But what is this place? Why do I feel like we're neither here or there? I feel like we are in between spaces, in between realities. I'm going to pull out my vial. Uh, and just start playing a tune. Uh, Give me a performance check as you do that. That's not bad. All right. Uh, I would kind of talk to the, pe- to the team. Um, everyone else saw the hooded figure in between the, the flashes, right? This, I mean, even Winter Pipes, yes. Okay. I think we've all seen it. The next, the next time one of the geysers goes up, I want to see if I can make my way to that person, or as, as much as possible. Um, well, Spot, 
there are no more lava fields. We are at the center of it. We're only, we try to get closer to it. We could see everything fine. Everything else is around or behind us. Like, I feel like we're supposed to be here, but I feel like as we move forward, we just move through or move beyond what we're trying to get to. I think we need to get out. I don't think, I, we have, I, I don't think we want to be around the creation heart any longer. I think regardless of whether we want to like comply with the request of the cat Lord or this primordial, this is not a good place for us to be. I'm going to, how do we get out? As I'm playing, cause I'm, I'm trying to play just to think as a, like a distract, like ponder. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I, I want to turn towards this stone and close my eyes and just start walking in that direction. You hear a whisper in your mind of all the ones, you were the least likely one to step forward. Oh. You continue to walk with your eyes closed. You could still hear that conversation in that chamber. The individuals staring at you patiently. And then you hear her voice yet again. You're the least of them I expect to be in this bit of trouble. You can see your wife looking over at you. you see the kids behind her. You can see the two individuals that have been chosen to safely get them into hiding. She's just staring at you patiently. I'm working on it. There's something you can get that'll make all this go away, Earthen. My husband. Find it, release it, and all of this goes away. Nothing is ever that easy. Certainly you of all people would know that. What makes you think this is easy? You know how long you've been gone? You know how old our children have gotten? We continue to hide to this very day. And how long do you think it is until the Hoppers figure things out? How long until the world of Torel beckons and they transcend over and figure out what you have done? I haven't done anything. Yes, we've done nothing. The two caretakers fidget must hurry. We don't have much time. Watch as your wife gathers up the children, their bags, and all their equipment and gear. I will make a place for us. Better before it gets too much later, Ethan. Too much later. You guys watch as Earthen is steadily moving towards the crystal. His eyes are closed, almost as if he's lost in some kind of internal struggle. 
the strange thing is, he's getting closer to it. He gets about 50 feet away from all of you, almost as if he was able to cross that space and get there. Mm. Uh. I'll step forward. Yeah. You just hear Winter's voice, careful. And she's looking around. She places a hand on Puck's shoulder and just, careful. This is, this place is strange. Very strange. All of you drawn towards the path that Earthen has taken. For once, the path does not seem to go by you. The figure gets bigger and bigger, the crystal larger, oscillating above you. Thousands, tens of thousands of silver cordage, thin wisps of energy and web pulsing off the massive oscillating crystal above you. Hooded figure standing many stories above you, its eyes gazing up at the crystal, hands extended, thousands of tendrils of energy pulsing off of it. Earth, and you open your eyes and you stand below it, and your friends are behind you, all of you gathered around it. Sense, desperation in all your minds. You could feel a permutation of energy pulsing off of this force around you. Desperation, anger, frustration. Do those feelings feel familiar from other encounters we've had? No, these feel raw. Lack of focus. Unorganized. Confused. The other emotions you experienced with Draxelhaven and the other shadowy entity before the Obsidian Gate was closed was just pure hatred, venom, or annoyance, or a sense of why are you bothering me? This feels jumbled, strangely disconnected. Who are you? All of you here. I am the beginning and I am the end. Funny joke. Who are you? I am the beginning. I am the end. They never really move. Their eyes don't change. You see no movement of face or mouth. It's just this, it's got that feeling of thaumaturgy, you know, just this booming voice echoing down from the hooded figure. Um, can I, uh, do I feel like this is the individual Kevlar was talking to me about, or is this something completely different? This feels similar, but slightly different. Okay. Do you go by any name? I go by all names, child. I am the beginning. 
I am the end. I'm just going to step forward a little bit, just in front of group. Sibling, we're looking for another, I think, similar to you. To you, it's lost to to my parent god. Have you have you encountered them? Here? Gods are not a concern of mine. No, I don't think they are. But what about this reality? It feels like this place is causing upheaval across the plains. We're, we're trying to minimize that. To bring the you speak of reality as if it is a certainty of what you experience. Your minds are funnels of opportunity and challenge that you feel like you must make. This is choice. Your will is an entity of our existence. Faith gave birth to the gods. We gave birth to faith. We are the primordial beginning of all that is. I don't pretend to understand all that. I'm but a mortal tabaxi, but um, I, I got to play with my character. Can I see if I can pick uh, Earthen's pocket and get the, the chunk out? <laughs> yeah, because he, he'd have it in his pocket. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, give me a sleight of hand check. That is a 26. <laughs> That'd be his passive. Like, all of you watch as Earthen's in front and almost very absentmindedly spot plucks a stone out of Earthen's pocket to hold it up while he's having this conversation. And you watch as the primordial visage looks down for the first time. It's gaze casting down towards all five of you. You can hear Winter's voice. I don't know if I like this. And as... Stopping, you idiot! And as Spot holds the stone... You watch as it suddenly glows with a very effervescent brightness that almost immediately fades. That stone is empty. Bring us our missing person, entity, God, call it what you will. Bring them back to us. That's what my God has told me, but I should be doing, but we need more information than that. What what does this You have all the information you could ever possibly need. You have choice, you have free will, and you have purpose. And you know what you must do. And there's this this explosion of energy. You're Ears go deaf for a brief moment. Things crackle around you. And as as your vision fades, Spot's still holding the stone. All of you are standing on a cliff face, looking straight down into a valley, a valley that is filled with mining equipment. Off in the distance, you could see a great air dirigible (laughs) kind of moving by. 
and you could see hundreds of people working at a frantic pace at the perimeter of this great mining pit down below as you realize that you're now at the edge of the excavation site looking down. It is morning because you could feel the heat of the sun rising behind you, permeating through the cold frost of a morning that's been taken. You figure you've lost about 12 hours. You see what I mean? He doesn't like when you question him. Give me the stone spot. He is horrifying. <laughs> you he just tosses it back over to you. <laughs> By the way, you're muted spot. <laughs> I'm going to put the stone, like I'm going to peel the strings in my vial and put the stone in there. Okay. Well, that was interesting. At least we didn't have to walk all the way through. Um, now what do we do? At least we knew we were headed in the right direction. Oh, that's another we way were. of thinking about it. Yes, I agree. But now what do we do? I mean, we can't ignore the fact that there's something much larger at play here. I, uh, the Kettler did specifically say below, and... Um... Yeah, but we know what's down there. Zenith already told us. Just saying that sounds kind of like... Uh... The entity that we uh, we want to trap, I think uh, our intuition might be correct on that. Or do we find the two that set their way there, gather them, and leave? I mean, wait, the the this we is pretty out here, of our depth. We came here for the clan for the eggs. Yes, but. Then we had really a sensible decision to make. They believe uh, they're they're coming here anyway. Right, they can solve their own problem. They're capable enough. (sighs) We need to we need to secure the eggs because if we don't, in a hundred years, that betrayer god will be released. And there's something connected with this stone, and I hold up the vial. And whatever is outside of the eggs, I don't what guarding or whatever it's doing. Look, not that long ago we were in Nicodranus accepting a deal to find the last of the Wandaman assembly, right? This is what we were supposed to do. Then he killed Puck. Well, to be fair, Puck wandered into an alley unprepared. Oh, you mean the other? T- yes. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, we, so we need to bring that up every time. Or- <laughs> <laughs> Look, I understand, but we've we've got proof now that this Wanderman exists. All we've got to do is take that proof back, and we can move on. We're done. We can get paid, and we can live out our lives. I mean, he repaid us for changing him away from a bullywog by murdering our friend. I guess there is that, isn't there? It's not that simple. I just have a feeling that if we go down in there, we may not be coming out. 
I just want to make hard eye contact with Earthen and just kind of put a paw on his chest and just like, you know, like, this was never about me. It's like, I'm finishing this, whether for the Blizzard Folk or for myself, I'm doing this. I don't care about me. I don't care about Oh, great. Now he's a zealot. <laughs> just the other day, he wanted to visit haunted pirates. Now I they're did. a zealot. This is all changing us too much. Who is it changing? You? The the disparity on this island. I You you know how you know how long I've my my search for a place for my family. Maybe I'll never find it. But my search for a place for the family, a world for us is a world of equality. And this island is certainly not that. But I can't leave it alone. You saw, you saw how everyone was uh, in the uh, the the in the underdwell. You saw everyone. You saw what happened to all the gnomes that were used up, discarded, and tossed, cast aside as as they're nothing. We saw what happened there, and we know what the elite of gnome work are doing here. I mean, we see that before us now. And I don't know, Ethan. It sounds like you either have hope or faith all of a sudden. Where'd this come from? It's not faith. It's a belief I always had of the fairness that all should have. Tell me something, Ethan. When a fly is trapped in a spider web, does it have as much equality as the spider about to feast on it? Or did the fly make a poor choice? There are natural predators and there are natural prey. And that is the will of nature and as nature rolls. But what is happening here is a handful of spiders collecting all the flies. Uh, and there will be no more flies. When there are no more flies, what happens next? You watch as Winter puts her bow on and kind of like steadies herself. And she looks at the trail down and starts to make a few steps down towards the basin of the valley in the direction of the excavation site. What's happening here, Earthen, is not natural. And she just starts walking the pathway exactly. down into the valley. Exactly. Uh, I'm following her. Okay. Earthen starts following her down. I assume that we are still super beat up from our fight, right? No, because while you were in the veil, you got the effects of a long rest. Oh, incredible. Oh. Yep. Love it. I'll take that Because off. you that'll, lost that'll 12 hours nice. of your time. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. What felt like moments of like maybe an hour to you guys, 12 hours actually went by, is now actually the following morning of the third day of your travels. Amazing. Um, hey, Sibo has got to be around here somewhere, right? Sibo was not heading towards the mine, I had thought. She was headed in a different direction. As far as you can recall, she was heading... I think you guys scried on her, didn't you? We did. We scried on her, and yeah. she was close to the volcano. She was, like, at the base of the volcano, I thought. 
Yeah, she is closer to Lava Worm Reach. Okay. Whereas you guys are now north of the Ember Fields on the other side of the... Um, actually, you guys are like at the um, Ember Fields, which is where the excavation site is. Far north of the two days travel it would have taken you to get here. <laughs> oh my god, your Puss in Boots gif is a hysterical spot. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely love it. <laughs> Come on, we're doing this. I, I like look back over my shoulder because I'm assuming they're all still standing up on the ridge. Well, I, I mean, you and you and Winter are gradually making your way down the trail. Yeah, you're you're I, good. I'm looking back at them like, yeah. Come on, let's go. We're doing yeah. this. this. I mean, you guys are on like a 1500 foot like inlet into the valley. I mean, it feels like it's probably a good day's journey to get down to the excavation site from this part. Yeah. I mean, unless you want to fly again. No, let's get going. You you can be the bird this time. <laughs> Fuck, you scrunch punches ears as he's very hesitant at first, but kind of nuzzles up against you as you kind of, you know, nudge him oh. forward. As all of you just start cautiously taking this hunter's trail down into the valley itself. Always hearing, seeing in the background the idea of this place. Very much a focal point of excavation, mining, um, extraction. Um, there are great mounds of heat, detritus heaped like off in the distance along the main central mining pit itself a mining pit that's beginning to look almost a mile in diameter this great open hole in the ground with scaffolding and other uh, arrangements around it every now and then a, an airship floating over to a nearby stanchion lowering crates of equipment down to the edge of the mining pit um so those are the the dirigibles and stuff are still off in the distance. We're not. Yeah, what right, yeah. perspective wise, you're walking down into a valley and way off in the distance, maybe a good four or five miles away. You're seeing all this on the horizon. Okay, uh, as we're walking, I, I'd like to try and get a survey of the pit, like looking for. Um, like uh, office or or uh, administrative areas. Uh, give me perception or investigation, your choice. Probably perception. I think I got a better. I just realized we played through our break. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I figured while I was doing the dialogue with everyone, people looked like they were getting up and doing stuff. So we'll That's just keep a, playing. A twenty-four, <laughs> twenty-five. Sorry, twenty-five. Twenty-five. Earthen begins to point structures out. Tall towers at the edge of the pit. Um, getting further down in the valley and coming up a few hours later up into the hills that kind of roll down closer towards another series of smaller cliffs that lead further down at the base of where the great mountain range is to your right. That huge uh, uh, isolated volcanic field and that tall, you know, that tall area that you guys originally crawled over to get into the 
volcanic fields. You're now out of and far north of that now. Um, you can see that a large town is constructed near the mining site. You could see caravans of wagons going in and coming out of the general area. There are towers, building structures kind of smattered all around the edge of the excavation site, while the town itself appears to be pretty sizable. So, you, you I mean, you see all that there. Um, I don't know if you've ever... These kind of organizations, right? They, they work people to death. So, typically, though, there's only a few people hoarding all the power at the top. So, if we can cut off the head, right, we can kill the snake. Or at least we can cause enough havoc to, to get what we want to happen to happen. Um, I, I doubt many down there are, are here because they choose to be. But I think we could learn more uh, if we get to some administrative area. Uh, so maybe uh, I'm going to point at what that town area, uh, maybe that uh, is a place to, to get started. Uh, or if we get close enough, I could try to fly up into one of the one of those airships, and uh, perhaps they have some information up there that they might be willing to part with. But uh, I'm going to look at the three of them: uh, Spot, Puck, and Fly uh, Winter. You know, I mean, these are the things that you guys really like to do, right? <laughs> well, towns that we could trust. I mean. Towns that we can in, trust. <laughs> I mean, well, we're deep in enemy territory here, Earthen. I mean, the Underdwell, we knew that was a community we could rely on. Winter, I live in enemy territory at any time. That you, certainly that, explains your paranoia. The, the one, you, you remember who tried to murder us back in the city, right? Are you talking he, about Mason? He is only one of many who have tried, who have, who, I was chased out of a town. And, you know, they, they certainly still, you saw the posters. Yes. Everywhere is dangerous. Everywhere is enemy territory. For especially, you. Especially, especially anywhere that this disgusting imbalance of power exists. Earthen, why are you on the run? What did you do? The Emperor in Rexentrum, he and his cohorts are consolidating power, and my family, uh, my village, as I was a child, was one that was forcefully absorbed into the Empire. For some of my childhood, I played the role. I became the scholar, the student, went to the academy. But then I met my wife, and I heard her story, similar to mine. 
And as I came to meet more friends, I found more and more stories of how these formerly independent towns were forcefully absorbed into what became what is now the Dwindalian Empire. Um, I watched my father be killed before me as he went to parlay with the Empire as it came to our village. I'll not be having that kind of power impressing itself upon the rest of the world. I can't sit for it. I won't sit for it. So... You think the answer's down there somewhere? The answer's no. Of course not. But... Then why are we doing this? It's the same. It's the same down there as it was in Rexendrum. There's a small group with lots of power and they're using it to harm everyone below them. And I can't stand for that. I won't stand for that. I have to do something. Well, you better think of something because we're almost there. And I hate to say this, but I think we're outnumbered. Are we? I, I like I like kind of motion towards the the mines and like assuming we can hear them working down there now. Well, anything that can express enough power to put that many into the servitude of work, surely they're numerous. How many head? Have you been to the? Have you been to Rexendrum? Have you been to the the Empire? Seen one empire, seen them all. All of those people under the thumb of the rich and powerful at the top, not realizing if all of them work together as a single force, they could change all of their destinies at once. Winter looks from Spot to Puck to Earth and Zenith. even pauses to look at Punch for a moment. I mean, are we all in agreement with this? That this risk is worth taking? I've come to know all of you as family. I don't want to see anyone get hurt. But we're walking into a den unlike anything we've walked into before. You can hear the ice cream truck. (laughs) The fates... The ice cream dirigible. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Delivering. (laughs) It's got that Blade Runner video going. Oh, it's good. As it goes by. (laughs) You just swap that out for the uh, the dude drug singing. (laughs) Old man, take your drugs alarm. Look, you don't have to join, but. Of course I'm going. I just want to make sure that all of us are certain this risk is acceptable. Nothing is certain. Well, you better be certain as to what we're about to go do. I don't know, man. This is you like it's worth- just had an experience of talking to what could be gods. We know somewhere down in that mine is something that they want back. Mm-hmm. Something that someone else stole for another purpose. Oh, by the way, 
Mason and the others are still unaccounted for. And we still don't know where Sibo is. We know she's around here somewhere. Yeah, sounds fun. Look, do you really believe you you really think there's just more like than one you. <laughs> you really think there's more than one destination at this? I mean, we're do you really think that Mason's path and Sibo's path and our path and this mine, do you really think they're all going to separate destinations? I think Sibo has found something that she thinks is important. She's gone to seek it out. I don't know Mason's path, but I know he's dangerous. Very dangerous. Mason would not go after anything that he did not find valuable or of importance or something in need of snuffing out for the Empire. Do we know if the Empire and the copper, the copper Keepers are on the same page? Or are they on same paths with different intent? Well, we saw at the docks the Copper Keepers work for whoever pays. Right. The... would imagine that forces outside of this area would jeopardize the advantages they gain by the Gnomeworks losing their independence. I'm sure... That's got to explain why Mason is operating the way he's operating. The question is... Do we actually know who's truly involved? We know the copper keepers are. We know that they, and you're right, Earthen. You're certainly right. What they've done to this place, and the way they treat people and discard people, and the way they work them to death, and then toss them aside as if they're nothing. I agree. It is horrible. But I want to make sure we are clear on who we're focusing our efforts on. If we do go down below, and we figure out a way to contain this entity that Xanath, and I think even Puck, Winter looks over at Puck, referring to the time she used the map or had her awareness kind of pulse out. I just want to make sure. That's got to be Xanath. <laughs> it's always me. <laughs> I know. You live in, like, downtown tower number 12. Um, as... Yeah, Winter's just... Look, I just want to make sure that we've seen all of those that we believe are our enemies or the focus of what we should be doing here. If we can get... To, do we... Are we... Is our plan to sneak in, find the clutch, use the stone on the entity that's been corrupted by the copper takers, and make our way out... Or do you have deeper understandings in mind, Earthen? I'm just going to kind of motion Earthen over. Uh, can I overhear this conversation that they're having? Oh, it's not. You guys are all. It's not a private conversation. Okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure I wasn't like 30 feet away from y'all. No, you're all grouped together, gradually making your way down into the valley and coming up the green hills that will take you to the cliff, or uh, the bluffside beach cliffs that then look down into the town, the organized kind of like um, internal workings of the mining excavation pit. You're just traveling in that general direction at this point. I just kind of want to look at Earth and just kind of motion it over a minute and just kind of like, hey, uh, let's, I, she has a point, but we should pay your strengths here. Yeah, we're but certainly well, not going to waltz into this place. No, but I, before we lay any hardcore plans, I can scout 
if it's going to go down, like I think it's going to go down, you can be quite the rabble rouser. And I, well, I just pull out like a, uh, a a piece of metal and just hook one of my claws through it to, and, you know, cleanly slice through it. Quite good at breaking chains. I'm glad we're of the same mind. By the way, um, you might want to find a better place for that stone than your your vial, um, or at least like glue it down. Do do something with the tuning peg because that's going to sound awful. You know that, right? <laughs> we'll find out. But you, you know, at least while it's in my vial, you can't snatch it out of my pocket. <laughs> We're gonna do a dex check see if I can seal it. <laughs> 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 Damn it! That's only a sixteen. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. He's like, whoa, buddy. I'm gonna like, like, smack it on his hand, on his knuckles, like, bang. <laughs> so it means that's terrible now. Can I look at Puck and see how she's reacting to this conversation? I leave oh. that up to Puck to see if she's <laughs> carrying emotions externally or if she's internalized them. I guess. Um, it seems like we've been heading towards that direction for a while in a way if everybody is competing to find that thing and get it and we all have some sense that the people who want to get it will do terrible things with it then it seems like that's the natural trajectory of what we need to do to prevent some pretty bad stuff this is where um, all the cats are leaving. Yeah, but I would say it seems like we need to be a little careful with who we trust at this point. We don't, if it's truly this powerful and everybody wants it, then we shouldn't take for granted that we're doing the right thing just by going to get it and just by, you know, giving it to somebody uh, that seems to have our back. So I'm not sure really what the end goal is, but it seems like we need to find out what's going on. Yeah, I think that's right. I think Um, it's hard to know. Even the primordials, the cat lord, no one will tell us why we would, what this creature is or why we would collect it. Has Helm spoke to you about it? As of recent? I haven't heard from him in a while. And I'd like to commune if we can tonight before we go to sleep, but but he's been quiet. I just, um... Uh, <laughs> That's not me, I don't think. Oh, this is me. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Good lord, should we all check our emergency broadcast systems? <laughs> It's like uh, that scene in uh, in uh, Last of Us when when it starts to fall oh, apart yeah, yeah. <laughs> and everywhere starts having sirens. <laughs> no kidding. I haven't watched that yet, but no, I just kind of wanted to talk to Zan and kind of be like, oh. I mean, not to put too fine point on it, but I'm a servant of chaos, good chaos, and well, you're a head of law. If both of our deities are telling us to do this, this seems. Bigger than I think we want to internalize. Yeah, this this is bad. It feels 
It feels strange and bad to have the attention of multiple deities. Yeah. Sounds fun, though. <laughs> you guys are your gods. <laughs> I'm going hey, like, you can hear Winter mutter under her breath. Now that we definitely agree on it. And if I can't see it, if I can't touch it, and I can't taste it, it's probably not real. Are you uh, saying you want to lick the rock yeah. too? No, I don't. And why does she do that? That's so <laughs> I was gonna say, you know what's the safest place for that rock? No. <laughs> no, she's not at all. She not at all. Look at it. It's beckoning me. Yeah, I just want to look at it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I I I I come I kinda wanna taste the rock. <laughs> get it. They get it. A little, a little. You had your chance. Well, so you guys continue to wander through the rolling hillside. You can hear the sounds of the excavation off in the distance. The Occasional either arrival or departure of an airship. Um, you finally make it by sundown to the edge of the of the beach cliff that looks down um, a sheer hundred foot drop down into the beached area, and then it gradually goes over to some foothills at the base of the rock and the beginnings of that edge of the map that would take you back into the volcanic fields. And you're close enough now that this place is busy. There's a lot going on. And even as the sun sets, not only does the excavation pit (laughs) light up with thousands of torches, um, the town is lit, the watchtowers along the excavation site are lit. Um, You can see spotted campfires. And now for the first time, off in the direction of the waters north of here, since you're now close to this northernmost part of, of No Mark Island, you can see dozens of ships anchored out at bay. Dozens of them. Can we? Can I make out any emblems? Are they all copper keepers? Or is it a mix? Is it a wash? Uh, you can give me a perception. See if you can notice anything. Um, also, that. should we try and reach out to the uh, Sawtooth clan since we're kind of, uh, what's the word, uh, bailing on them? Who's so, bailing on them? No, we're not, I'm not bailing on them. Weren't we supposed to, you know, get the eggs? They're in the pit. Right? Wait, maybe I'm confused. Sorry, what? Yeah, the eggs are in the pit. They're, oh. they're, they're adjacent somehow to the mining pit. Oh, yeah, okay. one of, I think, Xanus' scries had her going down into the pit. Through the mine, yeah. She went and through the somewhere mine. down there, she saw an egg chamber <laughs> with a some type of dragon-like creature that was hovering over them. And okay. we think the creature, the dragon creature, is maybe the creature that needs to be sealed? Possibly. In the- you, you've had a couple instances where a strange shadowy form that felt either despondent or trapped it you know trapped in relation to it being used for a purpose it wasn't meant for mm-hmm. um, has act, has interacted with you on a couple occasions more importantly when you were exposed during one of your scries oh okay i just wanted to make sure for some reason i thought that this would contradict with the egg uh 
No, you're on the right. You're on a path. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Currently, you guys have camped on the upper bluff in enough of a kind of like secluded area to give yourself a nice viewpoint downward. So far, you haven't seen any active patrols or anybody really worried about what's going out on outside of what you can see down below. Earthen, what'd you get for your perception check? A 25. Um, almost every single one of them uh, have various skull and crossbow, uh, crossbone uh, variations of every pirate faction that you've ever heard of. Um, and they are also all flying under the banner of Darktoe. Spot's going to be so excited. <laughs> this is our best chance to meet pirate ghosts. They're not dead pirates. <laughs> they might be soon. <laughs> That's what they're doing here. Are you saying he wants yeah. to he gives, he's going to make pirate ghosts, I guess. <laughs> yes. I mean, if uh, all goes well, then yeah, obviously. <laughs> So uh -oh. I don't know. If, I don't know if you guys can see this, but there, those are all pirates out there. And that other flag with them—that's that's the dark toe. So that's weird, because we haven't seen anything about dark toe before now, have we? Not to this point, no. Maybe they're affiliated with the Copper Keepers. Maybe it's like a mercenary team. Oh. Won't know till we find out. Yeah, I would like to send a message to uh, our sawtooth friend and um, and ask him, basically trying to ask him where he and his people are at and whether they're going to come in and help us or if they're tied up elsewhere. Okay. Um, what is that guy's name again? Corbus. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll send a message that says, um, uh, Korgoth, uh, nearing the mines one day away. Where are you? Are you going to join us? Do you know anything about Dark Toe's presence at mines? There's a slight pause. About a minute later, a response. You got there fast. We are three days away. Ran into trouble. Pushed through. Do not know what Darktoe is. Join you when we can. They're three days away still. They've run into trouble and they're pushing through, but they're delayed. Told you it was better to not go with them. <laughs> yeah, they're moving slow. They're going up current. Or normal. Or You're the ones that talk to gods that got teleported to the awesome. other side of the yeah. island. <laughs> well, they were going, they're fighting the current. We, I mean, we yeah, were they're also going up gonna, river. We were also going to fly way, over yeah, all that stuff, and then we got yeah. detoured. I mean, we wouldn't be as far ahead of the movie. I think we'd still be ahead of them, though. You're definitely ahead of them. Yeah. Good flying, by the way, Puck. I don't think I ever told you that part. Yeah, excellent, excellent rocksmanship. Thank you. Rocksmanship. <laughs> it's nice to get recognition. <laughs> so, um, do we want to wait for these guys, or maybe we're just trying to be to get in really quiet and get out pretty quiet before they arrive? 
I don't know about out, but definitely getting in before they arrive. Um, I mean, if we, if we, if they, if they come at it from the outside while we're on the inside, we can certainly better our chances. That'd be a good distraction. If, if we're already in, however we get in, and you know they arrive at the gate, ah, ready to go. That's going to draw the guard and everyone. That's going to draw the majority of the attention. And as long as we do well, they won't know we're here before that. And then once the once the guard is drawn away, Chainbreaker over here is going to run around, cha 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 cha, and you know then we maybe probably have to fight whatever that big thing is. Or give it the stone. I don't know. Remember, it had the thing on his chest. I couldn't tell if it was good or bad, but it did have a a, a, a necklace on that was certainly had a spot for that stone on it. Well, if we have a little bit of extra time, we could try and uh, do some recon. Try and understand the relation of Dark Toe to all of this before... Um, I guess also see if we can find any additional weaknesses while we're at it. Yeah. Uh, but that sounds like a great plan. So it's, I guess, good for us to have some time to... Could I you guess. say that again? <laughs> it was jumbled, yes. Um, <laughs> no, the, the part about the plan. Oh. It was a what? <laughs> Oh, 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 uh, no, I'm not. Like, literally, other than stopped playing his <laughs> instrument, it's a what? Exactly. <laughs> Is that again? Zanis' plan is wonderful. Oh. Um, <laughs> Next time, I'm polymorphing you into, um, into a gerbil. <laughs> <laughs> Next time, I'm polymorphing you into a gerbil. <laughs> okay, you should know, I would never eat you in gerbil form. <laughs> I, I can't promise the same to you. <laughs> um, so, do we want to? Okay, okay. So I'm I'm gonna kind of cut to the quick here. Spot, do you want to pretend to be a pirate uh, and see if we can get? I mean, Erson, I'm sure you can do a wonderful <laughs> job, but I think Spot has been for the pirate for the pirate position I, for a minute. I'm thinking that that pirate. Needs <laughs> I can do that, and I can also try to sabotage some of the ships we okay. I mean. A couple of holes beneath the water line that they don't notice for a day or two. Uh, yes. And also loot. So much loot. <laughs> yeah. I can make someone invisible if we want to do that. Oh my god, amazing. Wait, since when? Uh, I've had that for a while, but there's never been a reason to use it because everyone is pretty sneaky anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it might That's be fair. it might be best for you. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. About I think y'all. the rest of us are fairly sneaky, but I, and I've got my fancy clothes that I can really well blend into things now. Yes, a pirate camp with your fancy clothes. Hey, who says I'm trying to go in as a pirate? I'm just trying to go get in there. You know. Um, all, besides, pirates love people like me that play them songs and all that stuff. You know. Remember how your tabaxi buddies liked it? You probably don't remember that, actually. Never mind. Hey, hey, no. I didn't get, I didn't get blackout drunk. You got stark naked, tabaxi naked, whatever you want to call it, 
uh, and were saying really strange things and drinking stuff that burned my face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a fun time. Right. I don't think you remember that much. Um, so wait, okay, let's all decide our... Sorry, I'm being very... I'm trying to be organized about it. I'm trying to be a mature gnome for once. Uh, oh, we have a limited amount of time. Mm-hmm. Let's kind of see what our priorities are and what our objectives are. If they've got uh, three days, then I think, you know, how far out are we? We got one day to scout. You're um, less than that now. You're a lot closer. Okay. Um, so so got- I would say you're only maybe a mile or two away from the excavation site. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you're up like- on the beachside bluffs, looking down at the shoreline, see all the ships at anchor. And then you could see about a two miles down and away towards the base of the beginning of the volcanic mountain range that you had originally crawled into from the other side, which is now this northern side. You get the feeling that this is the route that Sibo and the Dampier took to get in to wherever they got into, which has caused them to go towards the, uh, the warm lava fields, which is where they're currently headed towards. At least that's the last time they told you. And somewhere deep in the volcanic fields is Mason and the, um, oh God, what was their names? Uh, Devon and the Martinet, which he seems to have been feeding on for a, for a little bit since the last time I think Xana scried on him. Because he was also scrying as well when she came across them. Mm-hmm. We haven't like been aware of any scry attempts since then, right? That would have been a couple days ago. We haven't noticed uh, anything. I mean, the most common way of knowing that is detect either invisibility or detect magic. Mm, okay. Um, I mean, if you want to ask, ding, I can do that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. How, how worried are we about him scrying on us now? I mean, you having the thought now makes me think that <laughs> we should All right, yeah. Hey, here, it. <laughs> here, did you check if anyone's crying on us? <laughs> Weird request, but yeah, okay. <laughs> detect magic uh, or see invisibility. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't have see invisibility, but I do have detect magic. So. Okay. Uh, you cast it, pulse it out, walk the campsite a little bit, check the edge of the bluff. Looking up, you even take the moment to invoke your ring and fly up and just double check a little higher above the campsite. So far, no sign of anybody scrying. Uh, since it's concentration, I'll keep it up for the 10 minutes, I guess, just okay. in case. All right. So, everything. I, I've had, I'm hoping I'm not getting ahead of myself here too much. Um, this, this is really for anyone. I, I don't know a lot about the arcane, but. I'm assuming all the pirate ships in the harbor are not going to be sympathetic to our cause. Anybody, anybody have feel different about that? I'm not going to. Uh, yeah, but what did that have to do with arcane? Hang on, I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, Spock's mind is like this until it finally gets like that. <laughs> what I'm is, um, I know we were talking about having me talk to them, but once we assure ourselves that they're not um, going to be sympathetic to our causes, I don't know that I need to talk so much. Um, I can 
walk across and cut holes in them. And I'm kind of wondering, we're holding on to 20 pounds of residuum. I kind of feel like I can make those ships go boom without a whole lot of uh, effort. But oh, I yeah. Need- I mean, with, uh, without a doubt. Without a doubt, yeah, that would definitely go boom. Okay, but I don't know how to rig those, rig those up. Uh, I could definitely probably plant them, but yeah, Uh, you were about to say something. Oh, wait, no, sorry. I thought weren't we going to try and get information out of them? We want to do that first, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's fine. Like I'm I'm just saying, like if they're not, uh, yeah, 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 sure. But then we blow them up. But wouldn't that, you know, alert them to the fact that something is happening and also kind of lock them in with us? So when I think of reconnaissance, I think of, you know, getting log books and things like that and figuring out what's going on before we even try to make contact, right? Oh, sure. Sure, sure. I'm just saying, like, you know, if we determine that uh, our plans are to be best served if all those nice, pretty ships were at the bottom of the harbor. That seemed like a like an interesting way of doing it. It just kind of feels like you want to explode things Shut and are kind up. of finding a background <laughs> reason to why it's. <laughs> I you know, respect it. I your dreams. You know, <laughs> look that that residuum stuff is pretty powerful. There might be. <sighs> Remember when we were back on the cliff earlier and I just kind of like threw it out in the air, like threw a pinch of it out in the air and it went like, it went wild, like, uh, I, I wonder, I don't know, but I wonder if, if I was to try and use that while casting a spell, I could probably enhance the crap out of that spell. I don't know, but I, okay. but it, it could also possibly kill me. So but if we find something that can do magic stuff, perhaps we can enhance it, right? Maybe. I don't know. All right. So in terms but I think returning to the objectives conversation. Yes. Um, we want to find out what the pirates are doing here. And so like just a recon mission, I guess. We need to coordinate with Sawtooth. If, if what we want to do is sneak in quiet, wait for them to attack, and then we go get the eggs, we got to coordinate with Sawtooth. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anyone else that we want to talk to before? I guess, do we want to try and find out where Mason is and whether he's going to be a problem? Um, last time you last time you scried on him, he was like almost halfway across the basin, right? He was, I think, on his way in this direction, right? I thought he was going in towards the middle of the volcano. Um, it felt more like, like lava he worm was reach. going towards. Um, he was going towards the shadow peaks. Okay. Oh, so he's way far away because we're at three, right? Right, because he was, okay. he was already north of the Vale. Of the of the mist's veil, so it felt like he was going through and trying to get towards the um, shadow peaks while um, Seba was heading for Lava Worm Reach. Okay, so maybe Mason is just not a priority. Well, whatever he's up to has to be really bad, and he definitely knows things that we don't. That is we true. could. 
we could try to scry on uh, Mannheim. Yeah, that's oh. true. Because remember, he wasn't in prison, right? He, yeah, he, he was taken by the not prison, but he uh, wasn't. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we could try and scry on Mannheim and see what's going on with him. I mean, the odds are the odds of him being somewhere nearby seem uh, better and better with the more crap that's going on over here. Mm-hmm. You know who we didn't think about for a long, long, long time? Mm. That sailor. Which sailor? Oh, that's right. The guy. Which who- are you serious? Which sailor? The one that got sacrificed to the freaking sea <laughs> gods. The, oh, but yeah. he was still alive, and something was going to happen to him, and he didn't know anything. But I thought that we thought he would be sacrificed when we were passing through the veil, and the boat uh-huh. had not gone through the veil because anyone who would captain it is not he, on the boat right now. Yeah, but he has been—he's been on that turtle for a long time. Peroni, that's his name. Peroni. Ah, poor Peroni. Well, those pirates navigate those seas. Maybe they know something about whatever, uh, I guess, agreement there is between mere people and the sailors who travel in this area. Maybe yeah. Well, the, the Vaughn told us they used that special uh, residuum thing on their boat to guide them through the light, the, the little light thing to guide them through the, the, the veil. But we don't, we don't have that. Maybe one of these boats has that, or maybe someone knows about that and can create another one. You know who else we haven't talked to is our sneaky friend. Salinas. Yeah. Salinas, who we told to come back. And she was like, all right, I'll try and figure out how to do that. Yep. <laughs> Haven't talked to her for a while. I mean, we can just make a night of it and just scry all night long and find everyone. Just shoot some messages out into the dark. What's her name? Um, uh, Caliban, the uh, the Danford Venom. Yeah, let's yep. try to get her on this too. She seems like she'd be in for it. Yeah, although Sibo, here's the deal: Sibo can reach out to us, and she does not. And when we reach out to her, she's like. Yeah, yeah, we've got it figured out. Oh, it's nothing, darling. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, her and um, Caliban uh, and Caliban are the two traveling towards the lava, the worm lava, um, lava worm reach. Yeah. I mean, eventually we're gonna. End up. I mean, at this point, you have no idea what Salinas is up to. Yeah, she was supposed to just keep the idols safe, the statue safe. And eventually try to join up with you again later in No Marks. That didn't go so well. <laughs> I mean, um, I mean <laughs> there are a few loose ends. Yep, you so guys haven't quite that. tied off yet. You well, know what? We have seen Dark Toe Pirates before, though. Where? Uh, when we landed at the island. Oh, yeah. they were at the dock? There yep. was one or two ships there, yeah? Uh-huh. That was my first note of session 16. <laughs> 20 <laughs> sessions ago. I started flipping uh-huh. back through, and I saw it right there. Dark Toe Pirates, among others. <laughs> um. Oh, that was when we saw your statue, by the way. Like, that was around that time. Oh, uh, yeah. 
That was the first day. Uh-huh. Would you still be recognized if you go down there as, um, you know, the, uh, I guess, avatar or re... Huh. I guess... So what are you? I don't know. <laughs> I don't... I mean, I think I. it's better if maybe I'm just invisible or I've got a hood over my head or something. I don't know if these guys... I don't know that pirates are spending a ton of time hanging out at the Temple of Helm, so it... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they tend to be more superstitious in the direction of the Storm Lord. Mm-hmm. It tends to be more of their... But they're not religious in the sense of the traditional way. You would know this just from common yeah. understanding of the difference between superstition and religion, right? I mean, everyone has their own... And, like, the majority of people you run into don't necessarily believe in the gods in the same way that a clergy or ecclesiastical type person or a priest would. Most people are like, oh, I had a great day today. Thank God to Melora. Or, so, you know, like, they use it almost in passing of reference and simplicity. They don't necessarily believe it. Um, however, sailors are highly superstitious. Um, whether you're merchant sail, sailors, guild merchant, um, uh, whether you're, you know, uh, sailors on a frontline navy for the Zohashians or uh, the Concordia, um, you know, it's all relevant to your own specific, you know, sense of superstition. But pirates are very known to be very superstitious, and they usually invoke the Stormlord as a way of kind of protecting themselves from the superstition of the world. Even the sailors on our boat were superstitious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were. I mean, I don't think it involved. It's just if you're going to be on water, they're going to kill you. You know, you'll pray to whoever, do whatever to not get killed. Well, the Storm Lords seem to be involved in this as well. So if there is any connection there. You talked to his pet, right? I did talk to him. He hates me. Um, it could just be you're you're not that charismatic. Maybe he's just kind of want to off from you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as this conversation continues into the night, as you begin to think about conversations of people that you haven't talked to for a while, the culmination of a journey from Nicodronus and being hired to find the last member of a surviving Waterman Assembly family. And you begin to piece together the journey so far. Um, the idea of the merfolk and other things that were crossed upon. The ruined ships near an abandoned island. Um, arriving and seeing the very kind of, um, the, uh, you know, uh, clockwork island with a large city on it called Gnomework. And the sudden realization that there's something here that either people are after or trying to hide from those that are after it. All of which brought you to the defense of the Sawtooth clan and the defeat of a very maniacal dragonborn that was set on opening up the obsidian gate and letting something out. Whether they truly knew what that was, you're not entirely sure. But here, all these days later, knowing where others are or aren't, you make camp on the high bluffs above the bay and the mining site down below and i think that's where we're going to stop tonight that's a good spot because we're going to be on another break 
We have Memorial mm-hmm. Day weekend coming up, so we do not meet again until June 4th. So yeah. be sure to mark that on your calendars. Uh, you guys go ahead and linger. We're going to say goodnight to everybody. Um, thanks, everybody, for watching. We really appreciate you. Um, go to our About page to learn where you can listen to our past episodes uh, over on Spotify. Uh, the studio will be closed as of three minutes from now, um, as I will be on vacation uh, Monday evening until the following Tuesday. So the studio will be shutting down for a week as I take a break to go to fair and go have some fun and go work uh, again <laughs> and do some work again, but kind of a fun work environment um, at the same time. But uh, Hey everyone uh, be, uh, be safe, be kind and don't forget to play a game. We will see you in two weeks. Good night, everybody. Do, 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 do.